I'm going to tell you a few stories. All you have to do is listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar, and with me today is Luke and Ralph. That is right. My usual co-hosts are with me today, as always, uh, as usual. As is episode number 117. And today's shows, we're going to be reviewing three movies. Those three movies are are um, chosen by Luke. Yeah. Our, yeah, it's Luke's week this week. And uh, it'll actually spearhead as well um, the start of our new triple threat marathon. I don't know what to call it yet. But uh, our new set of marathons, specifically his. And uh, that's going to be what movie, Luke? The one there for your marathon? For today, is going to be Green Street Hooligans. That's right. That's right. Uh, from 2000-something, right? I don't know, what Something like that. I, yeah. I think it's the oldest movie I have. Probably. I don't remember the rest at the very top of my head right now. But anyway, we're going to be reviewing Green Street Hooligans as part of a marathon we will discuss later on the show. The other two movies are going to be uh, new streaming-ish movies. Actually, no, very new movies. Oh, 2005. Uh, 2005, nice. Uh, one's from Apple TV Plus, but it's not a TV show. It's a movie documentary called Fireball: Visitors from Darker Worlds by one Werner Herzog. And then uh, uh, we're going to do also a review of an Amazon Prime's latest movie, Uncle Frank, written and directed by Alan Ball, uh, the pretty famous Alan Ball, I would say. Really? I just yeah, know he him did. For, uh... He did True Blood and Six Feet Under. Uh, I, I... I also know that he did Towelhead. He directed that one. And American Beauty. Did he write the screenplay to American Beauty? I know he was one? producer on a lot no, no. of things. Yeah, he did all that stuff. He was, uh, I mean, he was probably, oh, yeah. his oh, heyday yeah. is probably early 2000s. But Oh, yeah, he did also write American Beauty, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm saying, yeah, that's probably his like biggest time. 1999, 2010 was the Alan Ball years because of all those shows, as I mentioned. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, pretty big, oh, wow. pretty big guy. Prominent he did guy, the right? pilot to True Blood. Yeah, he did the pilot of True Blood. He, it's his show, technically, but other writers, technically. You know, I mean, the writers' room got together for that. But yeah, it's a wacky show if you're interested. <laughs> God, anyway, we never, we never finished that one. At least I, did. I didn't. Oh, I did. Anyway, we're 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 on a tangent, but you can find the show. You're a tangent. And all of our episodes over at otherpodcast.com. Thank you. Don't compliment me too hard. Um, over there, you can find all of our new. I mean, all of this marathon. I just uh, I updated all that shit for the new marathon. It looks really nice. Check it out. All of our previous bonus episodes, other marathons, and uh, there's something else that we do. What was it? Countdowns. All of our previous countdowns are on there as well. And you can also check out the calendar page to figure out what the next movies are going to be or what movies we're reviewing this week. So that way you're always updated as to what the fuck we're doing. So uh, before we carry on here to recent <coughs> discoveries, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been up to. So, Luke, how's your life been, bro? Ooh, so far, so good. I've got the news that I'm going to be packing my bags again and traveling somewhere. For those joining us or new to this show, you might not know that Luke deserts us for months or weeks at a yes, time. Yes, I will be going. Uh, you can't say where, right? Uh, I prefer not to. You, you know. prefer not to. That can't, have, can't, you just don't want can't have the fans follow me, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. We have so many but of those. I'm being. I'll be stick. out on an island. Okay. Well, you know what? That's um, that uh, only gives like three regions, really, right? You I never know. It does. If you say the Midwest, that's like around 20 states. I have no idea. <laughs> Geography. 
Jeff is weird. Anyway, so uh, he's going to be leaving us, but it doesn't mean that he will yeah. be gone during that time, only for the next show, if I'm not mistaken. Hopefully, we'll try to work something out. I'm not sure yes. when I'm definitely leaving. and you know, He's not going to like a, a desert where there's no internet. He will have internet, supposedly. Well, we'll find out. We're going to find it out. It is right? an island. We're just starting this new marathon, so you better be a part of it. Uh, at least most of it, I would like for you to be. Um, other than that, anything else? Um, no, just it's been kind of crazy. I haven't been like watching or doing really anything recently, so mm. yeah, anything for this show, anyway, right? Nothing you would say proudly on the show, right? right. Um, yeah, try to get PG <laughs> here, guys. Come on, well, good segue for Roth. Then, what are you up to, Roth? <laughs> Not a damn thing. Um, uh, sorry, you recently helped out your brother in some financial uh kerfuffles. Uh, that's besides the point, anyways. Um, What's it called? Uh, it's the least I can do. Yeah, where's my money? The yeah, uh, <laughs> are in the anyways, way. Anyways, it's talking about me now, not you. You had your chance. Um, Damn. What was I going to say to you? Uh, no, we're getting ready to... Uh, my son is going to be going to Mexico. That's right. Uh, end of this week. So it's been like buying him all the stuff, making sure he's got everything ready, letting the school know, uh, all these Giving little... the border control permission that you are allowing the you know custody of... Little things like that, yeah, they have all the information, right. all this extra stuff, just in case, you know. And they're driving down there. Damn. And they are driving, yes, so he's Oof. been gone for... Tell him to avoid Texas. I, I think, <laughs> yeah. But no, so, if Oscar's they were with actually, me, Oscar's not going to be there, so... Right. Anyways, um, they're going to be gone until, oh, like... Oh, God, I'm like I, the cooler in Texas. I think, like, the 22nd or the 23rd um so it's a long yeah time. yeah they're cutting it close they're gonna cut it close for sure yeah yeah um, and this is uh not his first time uh your son going but yeah the first but time he'll remember first time he'll remember yeah exactly yes that's very yeah. vital it's gonna be awesome right so uh i you know what and it's funny because um i i feel like i have uh i feel like i'm gonna be um my parents now, like what, my, what, like what they used to do whenever I would go on vacation. You know, they sometimes they would like let us go like on our own flying or something, or we would go ahead of them, or we'd come, you know, after them or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I would come home and like uh, my bedroom would be changed, or like, <laughs> something else is going to be. So like I'm totally doing that. It's not. They're even looking for the porno mags. Well, no, like I'm, I'm going to be like cleaning rooms and stuff like that while while Leo's gone. Cause, well, you know, he's like, too young to be hiding stuff. Right? Well, yeah, exactly. But like, I want to organize his room. For example, I want to make it like more cozy and comfortable for him to be in there, and mm-hmm. uh, things like that. And I just want to, I want to clean out the porch. I, I may rearrange the living room. We'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, little things like that. So, yeah. um, so that's interesting. I feel like an adult. I know I am one, but like, <laughs> you I feel but you have waves of you have you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I get it. <sighs> they ways. Yeah, they I know. Waves. It's kind of shitty because, like, I totally want to just like, you know, vegetate and stay home. But whatever. yeah, I, label day. No, I gotta do stuff. I gotta do stuff. I mean, I'll do that probably like the first week, hardcore. But then after that, I'm gonna be like, I'm bored. I need to do shit because, <laughs> like, I'm not. I mean, I'm probably gonna get more sleep. No lie, I'll come home and like knock out because I don't. <laughs> right, have you don't have I want to see this, Ralph. You know, it's just like you've seen this, Ralph. But, uh, a well-rested Ralph has been oh. very rare. A well-rested Ralph is yeah non-existent, so that's okay. But we'll see, we'll see how it happens. Besides that, um, I really haven't been doing anything. I haven't watched anything this week. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, so I've been watching. Nice. To be honest with you, I've been catching up a lot on Naruto. I just like I'm really into it right now, and 
I'm like 200 episodes behind or 150, and I've been crushing it. Like I've been easily this month like 60 episodes. Nice. Um, so like I've literally like perfected. I've perfected skipping the intros and outros. Like I got to the <laughs> second. <laughs> Are you watching all the fillers? So like they're in the background. Oh, okay. That's you know, smart. I should but, do that. So like I, I just do put it. them on, and then like I, I like oh I don't really care about this episode, so I kind of do stuff around the house, and then like that's what you know. So I don't have to worry about it too much. But some of the episodes are actually like the fillers where I am now. Even though they're fillers, they they're good fillers. They're like okay. new stuff, not BS. Like this is a side thing that happened. Like no one cares. It's like now it's like backstory, but the thing that wasn't shown that you kind of wanted to see, but now it's there. So you're like oh okay. Um. So that's where I'm at. Yep. All right. That's right very on. good. Uh, I also have not seen too much stuff. I've been re-watching, you know, like The Leftovers, and I'm watching Supernatural. Not I very... should watch that show one day. Supernatural? Leftovers. And Supernatural, too. I think I might enjoy I mean, it. it's uh, Leftovers is fantastic. I'm re-watching it just for pleasure because it's so awesome. But Supernatural is my first watch throughout, and uh, now that the f- finale has come and gone, the season 15, I'm going to say, um, I'm two seasons behind, but um, so people want to talk about it to me. I mean, of all the finales in history, this is the one where, like, people want to spoil to me before before I tell them, "Hey, I'm watching it. Hold on, just chill. I'll get to it." Um, besides that, uh, you know, uh, I've been playing this game. You know, I've been really into this game, which is why I haven't been watching so many movies. Also, been giving it like a few hours a day whenever I have time. Uh, it's called Control. Which I know you guys have heard of, or oh yeah, maybe. I played it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It is, is a really. I am so. Oh. Are you are you playing it on the PS5? On the PS5. Yeah. Okay, good because that, that dude, my PS4 Pro could barely handle that fucker. Oh, are you saying because it has that it's much a very fun. intense game? It's a very intense game. I'm surprised it can. I mean, I was surprised it was a PS4 game because uh, it is keeping up. The PS5 is totally keeping up, obviously, but um. um all the stuff that goes on, those giant maps mm-hmm. and all the details of all the things that you can combine with the me- mechanisms of the gameplay and whatever. Really interesting stuff. I actually is one of the few games I really like reading and seeing everything in the background um, and understanding the world that they're setting up for me. Uh, I really got into the whole lore thing. I even took screenshots. Oh, it's to, like, amazing. Things. It's so good. It's a lot of fun. I don't know how far into it I'm in. Uh, just to give a, a vague clue because I do not want to spoil it. Uh, for you, Luke, is that I uh, met the, my brother. Okay, yeah, yeah. As yeah, far no. as I've gone. So, gotcha. I don't know how far or close I am to the ending. But mm-hmm. um, it is fantastic. It has so much great, like, supernatural lore in it. Essentially, guys, if you guys are wondering, what the fuck is this talking about? It's a first person, not a shooter, but it's a one person, what do you call it? Single player it's game. It's not first right? person. No, no, it's not first person. I meant to say single player game. Yeah. Um, where you're this girl who gets, you know, who comes into this federal building. And this federal building apparently does not exist in the, right. you know, so to speak. And it's uh, all about handling essentially the supernatural. It's like the FBI for the supernatural. Yep. And she goes in this building and it's been attacked by something. And that's all you need to know. Yep. The rest you have to figure out as you go. And it's a hell of a lot of fun. I will tell so, you yeah. this. What? Good luck if you try to like do some of those side quests. Whew. I tell you uh, about the, the BlackRock thing. There, no, there's some crazy shit. Like I've almost put a fucking fist through a wall. <laughs> 
if you're talking about the jukebox trials, for sure, a lot of it's hard. And I don't I'm know not else, saying, but there's special. Okay. Like I was like, oh, I want to platinum this game. Never gonna fucking happen. Never gonna happen, huh? Yeah. That hard? No, no. Yeah, there's no settings either. You can't make it easier or harder. Yeah, it's no. just one it's setting. Get good. So everyone, <laughs> right? It's get good or fucking don't play the game. Uh, but uh, as a it, yeah. If you are an Xbox and you have Game Pass, it just came out on Game Pass today, so it's free for you. Oh, look at that. I mean, it was on sale. It was a Black Friday sale. That's why I oh, got yeah. it. It was nice. like $20. So I'm like, yeah. Worth and it. I've been wanting this game for a while, but it was always 40 you know? And I just didn't justify it for a game I knew nothing about. I only heard good things. But well, it's the same know. guys that made... Um, Alan fuck. Wake, I heard. Yes, the Alan Wake. But I never played Alan Wake either. I want to play Neither that game I. also. I heard great things. I That's play also it. on Game Pass, did. I believe. Actually, I read one of the in the game. There's a, like a bunch of documents you read, right? I read them all, and uh, one of them mentions Alan Wake. Yes. Um, and I was like, oh, I that's from that game that I know. I feel left out. I haven't played this game, and I want to. Yeah, you should totally play it. I will. Yeah. I mean, yeah, highly recommended. Cool. Uh, so we talked a lot about that, but that's what I'm really. I can insulated. lend you my copy, Ralph, when you're done with The Last of Us too. You have a physical copy. Oh of yeah. This game? <laughs> yeah, I have a physical copy of Control. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's, that's way we shot played. Um, all right, so uh, that's what we've been up to. Now we're going to get into some recent discoveries, which will be thankfully short for those who don't like long ones, um, because only I have seen movies. And uh, what I did was complete a trilogy that I thought I'd seen, but either I remember nothing about them or I didn't see them and I thought I was watching something else. And that is The Exorcist trilogy. Do you guys know there were sequels to The Exorcist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, they're not like unpopular, but if you were in the seventies, you would definitely know them. So, but if you're like you know younger like us, like it might pass your you know knowledge. I mean, I certainly have forgotten about them until recently. You know, like I thought I knew them, but I didn't. So I saw The Exorcist Two, The Heretic, and The Exorcist Three. Uh, part Two. Here's a synopsis: A teenage girl, once possessed by a demon, finds that it still lurks within her. Meanwhile, a priest investigates the death of of the girl's exorcist. Um, yeah, and this is um, made uh, same actors like Linda Blair, the same girl who plays the, the iconic possessed girl in the original, uh, still plays uh, the same person here. And um, it is like a few years later. I want to say eight or nine, maybe five minimum, because um, she looks definitely older. And um, I thought this movie was just okay. And that, I mean, obviously, n- these two movies I will not compare to the first one, the iconic, the first one. But I'm not saying that at all. But, you know, this one's more akin to, like, the difference between Godfather 3 and Godfather 1. You know what I mean? It's, like, definitely not the same caliber, but it's still a good enough movie. That's how I consider Part 2, The Heretic. And uh, I think it has some interesting, like, uh, you know, ideas about this possession stuff and, like, the investigative nature of, you know, like, the clergy kind of gets involved here a little more than the first movie um and i overall and i like certain parts that has a lot of like drolling middle parts that i didn't like but it uses hypnosis in the movie to probably stupid effect but i really liked how they did it in the movie with lights involving hypnosis and you know trying to tap into this um you know possessed uh ex ex possessed girl so I, I thought it was interesting but my favorite one by far out of these two movies is part three which usually people are like, what? Part 3 is good at... You know, but Godfather yeah. 3 was the best. Uh, why? <laughs> I, don't know. I mean... Why would you lie? I kind of want to stop recording. <sighs> I kind of want to stop recording too. Now, actually, yes, I three. actually read a very compelling uh, article about like how... How Ra- you are? How Coppola uses like the uh, director's cut to like did all to change a lot of things in that movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, 
him and Ridley Scott are like really good at changing their entire movies with cuts. Um, not like Snyder, by the way. He just adds whatever he shouldn't have added. See, there's a difference. Okay. I can't wait for that um, Snyder cut. That's what I got. Anyway, The Exorcist Part 3 is uh, here's a description. A completely different story, by the way, guys. Um, a police lieutenant uncovers more than he bargained for as his investigation of a series of murders, which have all which have all the landmarks of the deceased Gemini serial killer, leads him to question the patience of a psychiatric ward. And you're like, what the fuck? How is this a sequel? Right? Doesn't sound like anything like the sequel to parts one and two. It is though. It hella is actually the way. Um, because uh, it involves that epic staircase. It involves uh, Father Marin, you know, Max von Sydow's character, who they actually bring back for flashback stuff, flashback scenes in part three uh, to explain, like, the origins, you know, of the whole thing, like, of this, of the, of the, of the demon, right? The demon that possessed that original uh, kid in Africa, right? The exorcism that Max von Sydow's character that had done back then and in relation to, like, how he was able to eradicate it and what's going on with the serial killer. Is he part of the possessed thing? You ever wonder, like, at the end of the first exorcist, spoiler alert to an old-ass movie, um, you know, the other father, Karis, who was troubled the whole time from the death of his mother and all that, let the demon possess him right before he jumped outside the window and killed himself. Like, what happened... With that possession and what Spoiler, happens afterwards, bro. yeah, it's uh, it's about that, I guess, essentially. And this movie was made way later than I thought it was. It was made in 1990. I would have said for sure the 80s at least, but I guess 1990 is the year it came out. And this is way better. And it stars George C. Scott, which is awesome, uh, and uh, Brad Dourif. And if you guys seen the their faces, you'd be like, oh yeah, totally. Um, but George C. Scott, famous for Patton, General Patton. Anyway, so yeah, I saw these two movies finally finishing up the trilogy because either, like I said, I don't, I remember no frame of these movies, no frame at all. I had, I thought I'd seen them, I did not. I must have confused it with some other Exorcist crap. So uh, that is what we've been watching. Uh, we're gonna take a little break, and when we return, we're gonna review our first film that Luke has chosen, which is what Luke? Uncle Frank. Yes, Uncle Frank, stay with us. Happy birthday, Daddy Mac. Well, that one's wrapped up so nice, it must be from Frank. Electric shoe polisher. Next. I never knew why Daddy Mac was so mean to Uncle Frank. He was the kind of person I wanted to be. Smart and funny and considerate. You're going to be the person you decide to be. You're going to be the person everyone else tells you are. You get to choose. Can I come visit you sometime? Hi, I'm Frank Smith. Oh my god, Beth, nice meeting you. Frank, don't tell me you were coming. That's because he doesn't know. He doesn't know? Oh, well, okay, this is going to be very exciting. How do you know Uncle Frank? He's my roommate. Wally and I lived together and we have for 10 years. Never known anybody who was gay before. Of course you have. Claude, director of church. Mr. Jerkerson? But he's so. What? Religious. Ah. Hey, Mom. Hello. Heart attack. Just out of nowhere, getting into the car. In 1973, when Frank Bledsoe and his 18-year-old niece Beth take a road trip from Manhattan to Creekville, South Carolina, for the family patriarch's funeral, they're unexpectedly joined by Frank's lover, Walid. Uncle Frank. Amazon <laughs> Prime Video. You don't, you don't have to keep going. Why do you make it so awkward? <laughs> just, it's like, why do you make, at the end of every little thing... You sound like my tax attorney. 
I don't have one, <laughs> but if I did get one, I think you better sound like that. Yeah, right. You D- better directed by Alan Ball, who we were talking about ear- uh, earlier. Earlier, earlier, earlier. Hey, today? No, I'm far from it. Okay, starring uh, Paul Bettany as Frank, Sophia Lillis as Beth, uh, Peter Macdissey as Wally, and other people. I don't know. You don't know Stephen Root? Stephen Root's in this movie. Uh, oh, I also know the mom, uh, Margot yeah. Margo Martindale. Mom, yeah. yeah, big actors. They're all great actors. Really? Character actors, mind you, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Milton from Office Space. Yes. Stapler guy. Yes, that's him. <laughs> oh He's also God. from Justified, from a lot of great stuff. Never heard of it. Margot Martindale famously from uh, Justified as well, and um, what's that other show? Uh, the Americans. Oh, I wanted to watch that one. It's still, you, you still can. I know. I like uh, there's a statute of limitations <laughs> on that one. I know. There's so many things I want to watch. Um, yeah, I know, right? That's a problem. Judy Greer, also Steve Zahn, I want to mention. They're pretty big actors, I think. Um, they are. I'm just bad with names. It's okay. No worries. I just want to make sure that they're mentioned. Um, yeah, this is totally Alan Ball's uh, written and directed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, this is your game show. So what do you want to do? All right. Oscar, tell me how you feel about this movie. <laughs> with the pause. Always with the pause. Uh, what I think of this movie is that uh, two things. One, I think Alan Ball still has it as far as a dramatic storyteller overall. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed this movie. It's hard to say you enjoyed a movie about, like, uh, turmoil and, like, childhood trauma. But I did enjoy it. I found it intense. I found it... Uh, found it appropriately dramatic and riveting to watch. I really liked it. The other thing I found that it was uh, kind of refreshing to watch is that Paul Bettany is, uh, you know, he can't be a good actor. Remember, he used to be a good actor. Uh, and uh, we all forgot that. Or not Did all forgot that, but I mean, it we? feels like he hasn't done anything like this good in a long time. For me, personally. Now, granted, I know a lot of people love the Avengers stuff, but he wasn't like good. He was just like a, he was a suit dude. Holy know? fuck, that's Vision. Yeah, that's Vision, but he's not doing I had that, no idea. Yeah, he's the voice of the of that what's the wow. I forget the name. Jarvis. Jarvis. Jarvis, yeah. Well, I had no fucking clue that was Yeah, like he was really, uh yeah. he was Silas in the Da Vinci Code, I guess. Yeah, really bad. Legion. I mean, he's not like bad, but he's like not given opportunity to be good either. Da Vinci Code, right? Uh I said Legion. Like these are not Firewall, Wimbledon. I don't know why that movie existed. Is, for me his last great movie like was Wimbledon. in two thousand three with Master and Commander. And oh, it's a fantastic movie. And Dogville. Uh both fantastic movies in the same year. That's a great Paul, Paul Bettany year that year, Dogville and Master and Commander. And then Beautiful Mind before that, of course. Good stuff. You know, kiss, like kiss, I said, Bing he was Bing. Yeah, well, that was, it was, I think it was a small role, we'll see. Um, anyway, Paul Bettany, though, I'm glad he is uh, back in action and a uh, leading role, too. Kind of rare, also, uh, considerably. Um, yeah, I really liked the movie. Uh, I had uh, much enjoyment, and I really liked the approach the movie took to uh, talk about uh, this character. Yeah. Uh, as, as he said, as Luke said in the synopsis, um, because it takes uh, through the eyes of um, of his niece, you know, kind who's coming of. up in, yes, I kind of. It looks like in a post mortem sense, like yeah, she's retelling the story in a way, right, or something like that. We she's got not a lot of doing that. We got a lot of stuff like that this. doesn't even involve her, though. That's the no, yeah, thing. it's not about her, right? It's not about her, but it is a lot about her, her perception, her perspective of him, yeah, and uh, the discovery of what he is 
to her is the same level of discovery we're understanding about him at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think that's what the movie gets right, and that's what the movie. Yeah, that's why the movie's called Uncle Frank, not uh, Frank the Uncle. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, he could not be more right, but yes. Uh, so yeah, I totally dig it. Yeah. Cool. 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 Luke, what'd you think? I'm just well, kidding. I'm running the show here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great, though. I, I, I pat myself on the back for choosing this one, you know? You I mean, a shot in the dark realistic. that you always Hold fucking on. choose. Let's Amazon Prime had it. You were like, bingo. Kind of, yeah. I am not a show. I am not a show. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Uh, and I love like the quote because it's like obviously 1973 in South Carolina. But it was like a scene and they were talking about, oh, it's 1970, you know. It's they're talking about like accepting it and stuff about you know homosexuality and I'm like woof you got a long way to go. Yes, but also no. They also did a lot of events at that time, you know, in the eighties. Oh yeah, but I I don't think it. But as far as we are as like society is today, you know, with like the whole marriage and everything, it's I think, I think it's all it, about it, location, location, you know. What yeah, I mean? and for <laughs> South Carolina, I yeah I, yeah they're still I think I think they're still stuck in 1974. <laughs> So I'm sorry for South Carolina people. Don't worry, they're not listening to it. It's stuck in 74. They can't listen uh, to it. You're um, just too smart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ralph, what did you think of this flick? Uh, Yeah, I'm hearing basically everybody's thing here, I guess. I I liked it. I liked how the movie overall played. Um, I I thought there was uh, a lot of of good strengths. Yeah, Paul, um, Paul Bettany did a good job. I, overall, and I, I agree with Oscar with like it is the perspective. I, it's like that's how we're seeing it, and we're kind of being narrated by um, Beth um, or Sophie Lillis's character. She uh, she's kind of like what do we like know she, her from? Almost, she's like telling us. She was an Uncle Frank. Shut up. Um, she's in the it cha- it it, it cha- yeah it movies. Oh, that's right. There you go. That's I, I, her face looks so familiar. She was in yeah. uh, Hansel and Gretel. Or Gretel and Hansel. No, yeah. I that. Anyways, sharp uh, objects. That's it. But yeah, I overall like it. Um, I thought 37? it was. Shut up. Am, oh, I, am I still doing a review? Or I, I apologize. Talk about other things. I apologize. Right. Um. Yeah. So, like, I overall, I thought that was. I thought they did a good job of not focusing on certain things that I was worried the movie was going to do, but because they kind of stick to their guns about like kind of the perspective of Beth, it uh, it works out overall. So I thought we we're going to get more like back and forth of like why the family is like that, and I was like, oh, I hope we don't get that. <laughs> and I kind of stuck a lot to like just the <laughs> Uncle Frank character and getting stuff like that, even though we get flashbacks uh, and stuff like that. So it works out. I would just but the family's like that because they're from South Carolina. No, I get that, but I just like you know sometimes they want to explain people. Yeah, yeah we didn't need it. Jesus said it, it. right? <laughs> Never fucking said it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that this um this this movie it feels uh you know it's a strange it's a strange feeling because um I say the one knock against this movie is that it feels old fashioned. It's an old fashioned way to tell a story. Like, we don't, I'm not saying that we don't get stories like this. We obviously all the time do, usually not as uh, good as this necessarily. But we've seen the story, like, of the, the period piece that talks about how not modern they are, right? How not modern or not civilized or not understanding of the things that we do today, the year that movie was made, 
right? And it's uh, if it, this movie comes dangerously close to becoming another one of those kind of movies, and I get, I, I would totally understand if people do in, indeed see it that way. Um, but uh, alas, I think it, it does. It does manage to like overshoot those <clears throat> allegations, like if you those labels, you know, what I mean, of, of putting it because, like, you know. You think of a movie like a movie that we all didn't like, and I mean, I think we all didn't like it, uh, Green Book, right? I haven't seen it. That movie is yeah, seen preachy as well as annoying to the point of like trying to show how bad racism looks and how good it is to see these two, you know, go through the countryside. You know, but that's the uh, learning to not be racist. Vigo one, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a Vigo, okay, right? Okay. Yeah, Vigo and um. Aragon, son of Aragon. <laughs> yeah, the other dude. I forgot his name. Anyway, whatever. Yes. And uh, like that movie is, it's too preachy. It's telling itself, it's patting itself in the back while showing you this really like paint by numbers kind of movie that uh, was kind of not satisfying, you know, um, at least to me and to a lot of people. Like I said, I know I won the best picture thing or best something and I didn't give a fuck. Um, and there's other movies like that. There's countless movies like that. 90s is filled with this. This is the, I mean, the era of 90s was kind of like this a lot. Uh, you know, from the color purple to God knows what else. And I think that this movie, I think, is in the same vein as those. But it surpasses it because, but by, um, by streaming a lot of little things, making a lot of things more in the subtle category of things, and ultimately making it about Uncle Frank. And Uncle Frank's issues, trusts, concerns, uh, uh, problems, uh, how the world sees him, it, it all manages to touch on the grander things, but it still is just about this guy. You know, I mean, it's not just about this guy, obviously. It's about this guy and the family and as well as the niece and what the niece thinks. But like, and it's about the period of time they're in too. But like, it's really about him in that state. And I think that uh, the movie managers just do it really well, like subtly well. And I, I, I probably will not get a lot of like recognition this year, um, not just because of COVID, um, but because these kind of movies aren't um, super seen that like high end anymore. You know, now that, you know, now that movies like that Green Book, like I mentioned, have gotten the spotlight recently and Moonlight and other things that are, I'm not saying that. Ah, Moonlight's such a good one, though. Moonlight's fucking fantastic. But I was trying to think of that other one with Matthew McConaughey, play, um, Jared Leto, and uh, what's his name? Dallas oh, uh, Dallas Park. Dallas Park. Right. Yeah, when no. you think of movies like that of the same ilk, you know what I'm talking about, right? The movies that touch on these issues that are very important to society, right? Um that uh, a lot of people would then like look at any future recent movies like in the same caliber as like well just white noise they're not as good as the one we picked already because we picked it and uh, it does feel weird and not really comfortable but uh, I feel like that's why that's why this movie will probably not get very much uh, a lot of spotlight on it but uh, that's what we're here for ultimately um, so yeah I really I, I dig I dig this pick Luke I really like it thank, thank you me. once in a while I'll, I'll get a good one. Well, if you shoot in the dark long enough, you're going to hit the center board at some point. You know. Hey, man. That's all I can hope for. <laughs> no, you could just aim better all the time. Yeah, <laughs> you can just choose to aim better. Um, right. So, so uh, I don't. it's strange, but should we hit the spoilers? Or should I, I, think the, about... the, I think the meat is the potatoes is the spoilers. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get into spoilers for uh, Uncle Frank's, Frank starting uh, right now. You need me for this. You know you do. No, Wally, you're not coming. We can take turns driving. Are you the stupidest man alive? Obviously. Look who I'm with. Scissors. 
Did you always know you were gay? I always knew I was different. What's wrong? Wally? Oh, hey! You forgot your razor. You rented a car? Isn't it snazzy? Oh, I'd appreciate it if you don't tell anyone in the family about me. You want to stay by yourself in a motel? Uncle Frank is staying there too. So is Wally. Who's Wally? What is the relationship between the two of you and the young lady over there? Oh, she's my niece. I'm his nephew. That doesn't sound right. That sounds wronger and wrong. Hey, what do you want to hide? They all die. Oh, no, no one dies. Die. one person dies. <laughs> okay, man. Okay, so. The flashback? I did not expect that. Which one? The any of it, like the whole flashback about Uncle Frank and like, and like the whole oh. childhood trauma thing. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean that was the, took me by the surprise the biggest, and how much of an asshole his father was at the very end. I mean, the I, I saw some of it coming, especially like how the dad was going to react. You kind of knew once you found out that uh, Uncle Frank was uh, gay that he, his dad, obviously knew. Um, and that's why he treats him coldly, right, in the beginning of the movie? Yeah, when he gives him, when he's opening the presents. When he's opening like, the presents. Uh, electric, right? what was it? Uh, electric shoe polisher? Uh, shoe polisher, right. Yeah. Um, so you kind of knew then. Also, like, why? okay, so he obviously knows, and he probably obviously doesn't like it. Uh, so you kind of knew, like, that scene, once you started getting flashbacks, that scene was probably going to be existing, where he tells him never to do it, you know, or something like that. It's like a cliched scene. No, I, um, I, really, I really love that scene, too, because you don't know yet that he's gay. Yeah. No, no I like, get it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good scene that way, because if it, you knew before... No, I get it. No, it is a good scene, 100%. But um, that's also the... I guess what you don't see is, I guess, the outcome. But yeah. I get what you're saying, but I, I knew like something cliche was going to come in, and I just feel like, you know... I, I mean, it's like almost inevitable, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah, this is where I was talking about where the movie almost gets her to that like that maybe cheese factory thing. Um, I didn't say it that way, of course. I said I don't remember what I said already, but compared to other movies, but it almost gets to that point where like it's uh, you know it's a little it's a little peachy. But like for example, like I don't think it needed that his that that boy he was interested in when he was a teenager. I we didn't need that he committed suicide. We didn't need his death. But there's plenty. So many people <sighs> right, I agree. that have had this kind of trouble and always have had it in com- complete uncomfortable, complete tra- traumatic, complete like father putting them down, complete uh, disownment, right? You think of all these things without the need of death. Complete mm-hmm. could happen without like any kind of like, that's why the movie almost got too much. Like it, it, it almost went that far. Like, but by the time that, by the time that flashback gave us the answer that the boy, you know, went to that lake and all that. Um, I was I was so I was in it already. Like I was into Frank's persona. I was I wanted to know what, what would happen next for him. Like what's the result? Like after all this, what's the next thing? Right? Like but I was so it was already interested in the movie that I was okay to like let it go. But otherwise it almost became a problem because I feel like the movie was then preaching too much. It didn't need it didn't require a death of someone because they're gay. It doesn't require that. Um, right, and you know, I mean, so I, I can't, I can't explain it any better than that. I'm trying to think of the words for it, but um, yeah, but like it still worked for me, and I liked how the death of uh, because the you know the, his father, who is dead most of the movie, um, yeah. although it doesn't still, feel like that, but it, it is. doesn't feel that way, right? Yeah, not just because of flashbacks, but because his influence is affecting 
a lot of the actions uh, uh, post-mortem, you know? Right. And his family, too. Like, the fact that um, his family would never, like, say it as a topic discussion, wouldn't bring it up at a table, wouldn't bring it up uh, in a serious fashion, the, this homosexuality, uh, for so long that Frank uh, just easily assumed, and you can easily un- understand why he would assume this, assume that his family would never accept him. Hmm. You know, he didn't know that he could take the step. Right. You know, because of the father and his influence and his hate, really. Um, I thought that was really good. That was really good. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that part. Yeah, what I, what I, what I didn't expect was the alcoholism. Yeah, that was kind of true. That was what I didn't expect. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, com- totally understand. <clears throat> now that I'm, you know, if I, I didn't see, I didn't watch the movie. But I'm sure if I did, I would catch all the scenes where he's like not drinking or purposely not drinking or things, you know, where he's keeping, he's watching himself, his own actions. I would understand those scenes a lot better now. But uh, the movie does a good job of that because it does, it, it doesn't come out of nowhere. It almost comes out of nowhere, but it comes out, uh, it definitely is like a little bit of a surprise for me. But did you guys like that stuff? The, the, that element to Frank? <laughs> Or was it used as, a, as an excuse to give this character um, a sense of danger, like a sense of danger, like we think that he could harm himself, like a sense of, uh, you know, I mean, like a, a threatening, like a presence of nervousness, you know, like something to us, for us, the audience to worry about. You know, I, I didn't see it like that. So I more like a, a guy who, uh, what's it called? Obviously, he's like moved on in his life, but like this is like the one thing that can't. It's like he's just relapsing. He's obviously like a recovering alcoholic mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and it's just like, it's a shitty, I didn't, I never saw like foresaw danger too much, obviously until the point where he, um, the will part, right? Yeah. Um, obviously until that point, but dude, that will, man, that, that will was worth, rough. That, Ooh, was, that was the roughest will rough. reading I've yeah. ever seen in a movie. That's yeah, the roughest one. Yeah, it's, it's for sure. And I've seen sure. some pretty bad ones. I've seen some pretty bad ones out there. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, but I never really saw. I saw it more as in like he's probably just you know doing it for the, I mean, the effects of just making it tolerable. Um, I hate to say it, but that's what it, I think that's what it was. I never really saw it. I I, th- I, th- I actually thought the movie did a good job of like, oh, he's like he's not an alcoholic. He doesn't drink, you know. And they made a point about that in the movie earlier when at that party. Mm-hmm. Or he's like he's not a, he's like you know he's only smoked weed or something. He's like oh, weed's not a alcohol or whatever, and uh, and he's like yeah I don't drink and because he knows where I guess where he ends off being, um, so he's he's just like that's how he is and he's like more like a bigger person for that, and he's the person he is because of that now, not and I think the movie doing a good job of like he's regressing you know when he goes back home to drink because he can't tolerate. He has to hide everything that his life he's built his life on. So, no, him coming home is uh, definitely. It, I, I imagine a lot of people feel this way too when they come home for holidays or for you know events like like funerals, like the death in the family, uh, after long periods or even months. Not even like big long periods, but it could be like they just live in different cities and they just come over like three times a year. Um, I can see a lot of that regression happening very naturally in a lot of normal like people every day, not just in movies and. Uh, this one does a really good job of showing you how much of um of the pol- the difference between the New York Frank and the South Carolina Frank, um, and it explains a lot more as to why 
what was his uh, Wally? Why Wally insisted on going with him because he knew he yeah. was going to need some emotional support. Right. Um, even if Frank didn't want to, even if he didn't know or didn't want to admit that he needed it. Yeah. Um, because he knows of Wally's, I mean, uh, Frank's uh, father's right. situation. I also like how um, Wally's a very unique person. Uh, in the fact that oh, he's great. He's, yeah, Wally I love. Was, I love. Yeah, Wally, Wally was like the best. He's the lighthearted <laughs> stuff that we needed in the movie. Yeah, you know, and I, I really did appreciate his role one hundred percent. But I actually like that he's like this out this out not an outcast, but he's obviously like outside looking in, and it's Definitely. not just to Frank's family, but like to the American culture in general because he's like obviously comes from like really really strict cultures, and he's like you, you don't even know like. <laughs> You don't even know, mm-hmm. um, and he's trying to tell him that, like, you, like you, you walk it off as, like, he's like, I can't be, literally, I can't even be in my own country because of because he's cause yeah, he's that, that was brutal. Like and how it is he said brutal, it. especially when he's talking to his mom on the phone, and oh, you see was... how much he misses her. Yeah, um, just in that phone call alone, and he's just like a jovial guy who's just trying to do good, and like they like this, the country won't so. let him. Right, exactly, you know? very much so. Yeah, um, and then, uh, but the fact that he knows that, like, listen, Americans, like. <laughs> Your family's gonna forgive you. You're good. Like, don't even worry about it. <laughs> like, right. you know, like, he's like, but he's he, also not dismissive of it because no, he he's not. That of the difference not. is yeah. just, uh, it's just but, the way they grew up. It's not right. necessarily it, like a bad. Right. No, no, no. I know yeah. that, but I think he like the fact that he knows like the culture also, like, because he's looking out for, he's outside, looking in, and obviously mm-hmm. he lives in the culture now. But he's like, hey, like you guys should know that this is going to work out for you. Like you're at least the mindset is willing to move on and accept it, you know? So. Yeah, no. Uh, and, and also a good timing, the seventies, cause I, I don't think it was American. Um, it was, a, it was a popular thing in America to hate Middle Eastern people yet, you know, like the, yeah the way it would in the 80s, definitely the 90s, and obviously definitely now. But, like, you know, it was right before that stuff really started happening. <laughs> so, uh, good timing for the movie. You don't have to add another layer of, like, you know, because right now he's exotic. You know, like, the, like he's exotic to, like, maybe a nuisance, but definitely an outsider. Yeah. He's yeah, never, yeah. You know, the movie doesn't feel like it has to add some other element of political strife just to uh, make it genuine for us and waste yeah. more time with it. I mean, I was... Technically, I was actually kind of worried about Wally's character there, though, because like when he was in that uh, phone booth, yeah, and you I saw him, you, I had that attention, it's like that, it's that shot, right, that angle, right? Yeah, I had the same issue. Yeah, I had the same issue. I think that's us being trained in cinema to <sighs> feel that way, and it probably was intentional, but it was never. I'm, I'm glad the movie never went there because it wouldn't have made much sense either. I'm sure if the movie had done it, it would have. It definitely would have brought the movie down for me. Yeah, I'm glad it did. Because that's like taking that boy in the flashback that died in the lake to the nth degree. Like it would have made that like ten times worse. A ten times worse version of that for me. Um, so like, I'm glad it didn't do it, but it did look that way. It totally looked that way. Yes, I got the same feeling. But I think I I took it back immediately after because I was like, I think I'm just trained to feel this way about period movies, especially period movies about gay people, especially period movies about gay people and from Middle East. Like, I'm just like, I don't know what worse version of this could lead to some sort of like beat down or a murderer or I don't know what. Uh, but yeah, I think that's just training, training for it. And also, you know, our own biases for South Carolinians, you know, I don't know, you know, <laughs> there's like a lot of things there. So uh, anyway, um, skipping this, what do we think of um, the, the niece? What do we think of, of our protagonist slash not really protagonist? Um, 
Luke, do you want to go first or do you want me to go? She was, um, obviously, she's very influenced by Frank. She picked the right uncle. She picked the I, right I, family. Yeah, you know what? I think the movie does a great job in the beginning, though. Yes. Of, like, yeah, the, the movie does a great job of like making her feel like she's obviously this outcast in her family. Like mm-hmm. She doesn't fit in anywhere because she's like that middle ground, right? And her uncle just giving her that attention and make, giving her that life lesson. Not even like, just like that, that nudge to like, I'm going to influence you here. And the, you know? and the assurance too, that like, if you make a mistake, come to me first and we will help. And mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's, I think that was more powerful than him saying like, keep yeah. your straight A's and go right. to college. Right. You know? Way better. I, I forgot what he said that because I remember the other thing more. <laughs> me too. It's like, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. Right. Sorry, Luke. Keep, keep going. <laughs> Anyways. So, uh, obviously, Perfect thing with her and Frank. She sets him up like he's different, but doesn't know anything about him in that sense. You know that because that he's gay or anything like that. And she's a good like kind of like vessel to kind of get us through the story. Uh, and then because you know obviously then you have the whole thing with like with her when she goes to college and she meets that quote unquote boyfriend and you know oh, introduces him to the uncle and then stitch it to the party and then you know. Her having to stay the night and finding about the father, you know, passing away. So I think yeah, she's I, perfect. That, and I also yeah. enjoyed the whole scene where, you know, she was kind of like talking about, you know, sexuality. And he's like, have you ever had, you know, feelings for a girl? And she's like, well, I made out with the girl, but I kept thinking it was a boy. I was practicing, you know. Yeah. So it was, it was nice. I also like how the movie never hit, never goes to that point. Again, I mentioned before about those, these types of movies that gets really like hammy and, and a little flashy on their drama. Um, those scenes when they're at the funeral or they're at home, I mean, for the funeral, that's what I mean. Um, and the girl is talking to, I think, um, her brother's wife, right? The new couple, the, the most recently wet or something like that, I think. I don't remember all the family members, sorry. Um, and. Another kind of movie would put her down in her like backward stay at home kind of ways, or like make her by 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 do, by doing oh, so by either making her an idiot, a, the a baby early, right, right, either by making her look like an idiot or making her regret her choices to stay in the town and have a family there instead of uh, escaping off to do her dreams. Uh, a worse movie would have done that, but this one instead makes her completely con- completely content, more than content. This is exactly what she wanted. And always have wanted in comparison to our main girl who has always wanted something very different. And they're both striving out to do the similar but successful things. They're just in different ways. And like how the movie doesn't make you like feel like there's one side or the other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I really like how the movie subtly does that um, by showing you scenes like that scene uh, where they're talking about, you know, her like her and her husband still getting it all the time and the kid and the the kid wearing her shoes and stuff like that. It's like, oh, might be a sign there, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, anyway, I really like that scene. <clears throat> it's very subtle, but I really liked it. Um, that's very Alan Ball, by the way. There's a ton of that in Six Feet Under, if you guys have seen that. Um, that's totally never, his, his never style. Never finished it. Yeah. It's worth finishing. It's not like the best, but it's really the best ending. <laughs> it's really good ending. Um, it wraps up everything, doesn't it? It does. It's the Luke ending. It's the Lucas of it's all the Luke endings. Ending. Yes, by far. Uh, oh, fuck you. How is it not? <laughs> I don't know. You've seen it, right? I kind of want to, you know. What? You, what? What else did you want? No, wait. Okay, we can't have this right <laughs> okay, now. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I'll stop being myself. I, it was good. I enjoyed this movie. Mm. So. There's no other movie that... Or whatever, okay. 
Um, anything else you guys want to talk about in Uncle Frank? God, and I'm so I'm, I was supposed to look this up. There was another really fucking funny quote in this movie. Like one of them was like, "Oh, the whole nineteen seventy three." I know. Well, he thinks about it. Um, I really like that scene where he puts on wait, 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 uh, the boyfriend, that boyfriend of the girl, uh, when Frank puts him down, like shuts him out when he's advancing on him and he's saying like his blowjobs are like poetry. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah. That was the best fucking, that's the best way I've ever like seen it uh, in recent history anyway. Um, that's a great way to shut that guy down. You know what I'm saying? It was great because he wouldn't take no for an answer for, for like for like five lines. Um, I was like, dude, get a grip. Just go away. Right. <clears throat> really like that. So you think of it, Luke? No, but I did like the whole like, um, when he kind of came out to the family or whatever, and like mm-hmm. the sister was like, "Oh, I accept you," but her husband was like, "Oh, it's against the Bible." And yeah. then, like in the subtitles, like you know, you could see, she was like, yes. "Oh, owning slaves is also in the fucking Bible." And she was right, like, yes. I saw that too. Yeah, I saw that too. Well, then he, yeah, then the next comment goes, "He's like, well, you want to go against the Bible or the whatever the go against God or something?" And I was like, "Bro, just give it up. Just give it up." <laughs> yeah. Like, stop arguing. All I know is that he's probably not getting late for a while. Um, <laughs> for a while, yeah, yeah, for a while. Uh, so uh, that's another great thing I liked about uh, after you know after the horrible will reading is that um, every one of his family members had a different type of reaction to his gay, to his him being gay. I mean. Oh, which was fantastic! I it's loved fantastic. It. All the spectrum from the bad to the good, mm-hmm. right? Like all the all the the ignorance, the the all of that stuff was all brought in. The sister had the ignorance, the 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 aunt, the aunt who understood, the husband didn't, right? And then we have the mother who like the willfulness, like she just understood the whole time, they never mentioned it, which is still a problem, but the her acceptance the way she did is still pretty good comparatively. The the grandmother who will never change and she's like you know, what is it? Wally says like, oh no not Wally. Frank says like, I know this is the very best you can do, so thank you. Um when she was talking about some I don't know, gay person she met when she was young. Um, very, like, the whole spectrum is there. And obviously the father being the worst case of them all. Um, but yeah, I really like that. That was really cool. Kind of pretty cool. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got on the movie. Anything else, guys? Uh, no, I think I, I think I said my piece. Yeah. I mean, we gave it, we gave it a while here. So yeah. uh, th- that's it going to be for review for Uncle Frank. We're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to review a documentary. And what's this one called? Fireball. What's the rest of it? I fucking forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, fireball. Visitors uh, from darker worlds. We're so professional. Uh, Stay with us. Throughout history, meteorites have captivated human imagination. One of these stones from darker worlds has its own story. And the bigger ones have changed entire landscapes. But they also have left a deep impact on cultures. Our voyage took us to wherever large fireballs had plunged down to earth. It's a very special place for us. That's where we feel the presence of our ancestors. 
how might the church react if NASA detects a really threatening object hurtling towards us? I'll be honest, we'll pray. <laughs> what else can you do? Every element in our body was synthesized in other stars before it got here. A new documentary. Oh, fuck me. How did you fuck it up for it? How did you mess it up so bad? Hi, comedy. Uh, a new documentary from Werner Herzog about meteors and comets and their influence on ancient religions and other cultural and physical impacts they had on Earth. Fireball! Visitors from darker worlds. Where Did is that energy in the plot synopsis description? <laughs> Did you say Asian religions? And did you call him Warner? It's Werner. Oh, whatever. Yeah. What is wrong with him? What? A lot I'm of just, things. I mean, aren't you from Europe? Don't you know? So <laughs> 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 many errors in the very opening. Sorry. Go ahead. Serious face. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, you're gonna the continue with your the review. What the hell? <laughs> so, <laughs> Ralph, what did you think of this great flick? Uh, oh wow! Okay, my uh, three attempts to watch this movie and not fall asleep through it. Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> um, it was just you know a lot of information for me after work to watch it. <laughs> and I'm tired, and I, any excuse to fall asleep. I mean, we're hearing excuses right now. 100%. Um, but besides that, when I actually got, got to it and on the third attempt, uh, it uh, worked out. I mean, I was I watched it. I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this movie. I don't really... <laughs> I like the topic. I like it. But at the same time, I felt like I didn't like how it was delivered to me. Okay. Um, so, like, his voice did not work for me for this movie. I just wanted to fall asleep. It's too sultry. Um, it's just, like... And then, I guess just the delivery of it, of, like, how they go about stuff. Some of the stuff just, like, went on for too long. And even he says it goes on for too long. <laughs> yes. Like, and I'm just like, bro, I'm agreeing with you. Great. Like, let's wrap this shit up. That like, was amazing. I love that part. Um, no, it was funny, right? But, like, what <laughs> I'm, I'm saying is just like, yeah, I get it. But, like, this movie's going on too long, too. Um, so, I, I just felt like... The way it was delivered to me, and I guess how I got the movie, I get what it was trying to do, like, or I think I do. Um, but at the same time, I just it didn't hit home for me, and it kind of made the subject matter. Um, I liked some of the end and some of the beginning, and stuff in the middle I didn't really like too much. Um, so, like, I just didn't, I didn't connect with the movie as much as I wanted to. Uh, and it's also like a really weird title. It sounds like this is like a metal band or something. They um, all do. They all do. I know they do. I know they all do. But, um, so for me, it's a pass. All right. No, oh, yeah. All right. All right uh, Oscar, what would you think? <laughs> I think he forgets that he's running the show sometimes. <laughs> I think he does too. <laughs> it's kind of real. It's my first day. All, all metal band aside, uh, I, I, I totally dug this movie. This is totally up my alley. But I've of always, course, of course, it's up your alley. So I've always, I've always loved Werner Herzog in general. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not immune to his um, sultry voice. No, no. I mean, no. I think we're all kind of pretty much under his spell. I don't mean the voice. I mean, like, to the the topics of his filmmaking. To he does like, I mean, he's done like. I know he's mainly known for a documentarian, right? But he's also done many 
you know, normal, not normal, but narrative movies as well. Like, you know, whatever. Grizzly Man, oh, not Grizzly Man, that's a documentary. Um, I was thinking of um, the Nicolas Cage movie, I forgot. Anyway, whatever. Fitzcarraldo, whatever. Um, but he is, um, I'm not immune to it, like, to the, bo- how boring he can be. Not immune. Even I had a couple in this, in this movie, too. Not, not compared to others, gra- granted. And out of the last uh, couple decades, I would say this is the, the his movies over the last few decades, um, maybe in the in the two thousands. Let's say I've seen definitely the least amount of his movies. The the Werner Herzog I kind of you know studied more or whatever in school or in my when I was younger and being cinematically driven and all that. I definitely saw his seventies, nineties, eighties stuff way more. Um, so I feel like I know that Herzog more, and I definitely do see. Not a polar difference, but definitely his differences that he has mellowed the fuck out since then. Like, uh, even though I love his topics, uh, uh, his desires, what he's out in search for, the, the answers, the, the, you know, looking for the answers to these strange questions. Some of them are questions that we all have all the time or, 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 or whatever. And I, I just like the way he's doing it. And this movie worked for me. In much a similar way, like uh, Into the Abyss worked for me, or Cave of Forgotten Dreams worked for me. Um, the way he, the way he knows his audience, who knows what a Werner Herzog movie is, is kind of funny, and it, it keeps for me the movie um, easier to manage and watch as you're as you're digesting this information about you know, strange interstellar cosmic events, you know, stars from, you know, particles of dust and all this stuff that they're talking about. And I, and, and overall the subject matter is fascinating to me. I mean, I am by far nowhere near an amateur astronomer (laughs) about it at all. I'm not, I, but I've always been fascinated by it. And I have definitely had done some research on this stuff, some minor, some, but enough to say that I am fascinated by it and I like watching this kind of stuff in general. So and am I. So this, uh, this movie worked to serve that. And I definitely got a lot of information I didn't know about. I wrote a bunch of names down to do further research in my off time from this yeah. movie. So I, re- I liked it. it was, but it is, it is a general purpose information about <sighs> a subject matter. Overall. I felt like I got a lot of stuff also info, but then I also mm. felt like I got a lot of useless info. Hmm. So... Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> Look, I enjoyed it. I do have to say, I do think that sometimes it was like, holy shit, it's, it's kind of dragging. I'm not sure where it's going. <laughs> yeah. And and at other points, I was like, oh, I'm surprised that they went here. Like the whole, like the end of the documentary. I was like, oh shit, I did not ever expect this to go here. Mm-hmm. Why are we here? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And the whole thing with like, oh, you know, there's like a, this it's like a new discovered science of, you know, going through all these like little rocks and seeing which ones are magnetic and, you know, studying them to see if they're, you know, parts of meteorite and stuff. But that's pretty cool. Right. And there's like, I feel like every single thing that like, you know, there's like, well, like different segments of the documentary could have been a documentary itself. He just kind of gave us like this, like a slim, like version of it. Yeah, he gives like a thesis on a lot of these things instead of like books, right? Where like there's books filled with all this information for all these different segments and areas of the world studying virtually the same thing or the same kind of thing. Um, but that's his style. That's He's, he's always kind of done this uh, in general. I mean, in Cave of Forgotten Dreams, for example, he is, um, we're getting a glimpse at, I mean, we're watching video 
of a, a place on earth that we as humans will never get to. We will never have permission to get in there because it is sacred. It is guarded. It is preserved to the nth degree. You'd have to be a, a, a renowned archaeologist to set foot in there. His camera is allowed to go in there. Right. And the, the magnificence of that accessibility is one of his many strengths as a documentary filmmaker. And this movie right. does it also does it just as well. Except that there are more, but the information that he's giving that's more like where his cameras are able to go where none can, like the Arctic, for example, that's pretty much like one that's kind of hard to get to. Um, well, I mean, even the one where he couldn't even get a camera in. Right. Uh, right. In uh, what is it, Mecca? Mecca, yeah. Mecca. Yeah. Right. He had to use cell phone footage for, that was provided by yeah. someone who is allowed mm-hmm. in Mecca. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, besides those times, the information that we're, under, that we're getting that no one. Uh, no one gets to is because they're not they don't know to ask that question they don't know to look for that person that's studying this very specific form of science you know and so it's not because no one can get to it it's because no one's talking about it or no one's that interested in it but the way he puts it in the grand scheme of his of his questions about the skies i think is what makes a movie not only a Werner Herzog movie but i think a pretty good movie and that's why that's why I enjoyed it. I do. I mean, other like I said, I'm immune to his fucking things. I was, you know, definitely lulling the little bit born. Yeah, uh, a couple scenes. I, I, but I get no what you're saying. I, I use some of the stuff already, though. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I didn't know about the dust thing. That if, that that one fact about two truckloads of imagine two truckloads yes. of sand being dumped on the earth every day. That's how much a uh, little. <laughs> piece of uh meteorites right right but it's like it yeah. all ends being like one speck per every god knows how many fucking miles he said i was like holy yeah. shit like it seems like a lot but when you put it over the entire earth you're like oh yeah it's not that it's really not that. right yeah yeah, yeah right. and what that jazz musician does and how he just goes out there with a little magnet thing like a very simple process to pick up a lot of these uh samples and the way they proved it too the way that other guy proved it after that segment uh, his his life, you know, his research and all his work, you know, to prove that the, the whole crystallization thing was super interesting to me because I also thought, oh sure, yeah, that that crazy crystal right. thing, yeah, dude, I was like, yo, this I is like for geeky sure as that, fuck. Yeah, that is very great. geeky. That's not a question I always have or anything, but I just it's one of those things you just know for sure, like in your head, like oh yeah, up is always going to be up and down is always going to be down. This is like someone telling you, like no, not always, because I thought that that was ironclad information I had about the way crystals are formed is mathematically perfect and all this stuff. And this guy found something that isn't, and that's insane. And it's kind of crazy to wonder like what's really out there. In addition to, uh, all the stuff we know already, you know, I just, I don't know. I really like that. It's totally yeah. fascinating, but it's very I, geeky. Of course you have to be interested in, in the, yeah, I know, <laughs> but I love it. It's like, I was like, Oh, we actually had discovered this, but like, it was like, you know, in fucking what was like Iran or something as like yeah. art or something. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like it, went over there too i'm like oh man okay this is good this is good yeah it's like i said like little segments i'm like okay well i, I would have never known this i, I want to you know like read more about this you know just because of yeah. this little documentary i mean the shiva slash buddhist temple the the mecca thing showing the how humans you know react to things make religions like, to this yeah i know i was crashes. like guys it's just a meteorite we're not that i mean serious you think of the mayans right you think of the egyptians you think of people you know in an older time having a, a mindset that they don't understand like ours and we're still doing that you know what i'm saying it's that's the early footage that's footage from this generation you know the mecca for example or the temples are still being worshipped in like it's still going on um 
even if they forget that the original like the starting point was this fucking rock that fell from the from the fell to the earth from the skies. Interesting, just really fascinating stuff. Um, the Tunguska event I've always known about. I've always been wondering about that, what that was, and every every evidence suggests that the, the the most logical thing it could be, other than obviously a flying saucer, is is that um, it's a, a meteor that somehow crashed, like it burnt out or somehow or blew up before it hit the earth, and that's why the trees are only bent and not actually like shattered and into nothing. You know, it's a very strange event, the Tunguska event. Um, but they mentioned it briefly in this movie. Yes. And I, th- I think I was like, oh, this is where Resistance came from. Resistance? Is that a game? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. I first heard it in a movie, actually, and that's when I researched it, which is funny how people... What movie? Uh, coherence. Incoherence. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Incoherence. Uh, it has nothing to do with, with the event, but they mentioned it in the opening, and I thought the way they put it was really interesting. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's true. And I looked it up and like, fuck, yeah, it's true. It's some weird thing. Like, oh, shit. That's how it was. Um, but uh, obviously, there's no, no spoiler alert for a documentary. Uh, at least not this one. Not like this anyway. It doesn't have like a spoiler thing necessarily. Um, and it's a Werner Herzog movie. You know it if you know it. And if you don't know it, you probably will not see it. <laughs> it's one of those weird things. Um, but what else do you guys want to talk about in this movie? Like, uh, what else did you want to know more about? Raph, like, what, what would you... What were you curious or wanting more from the movie that it didn't provide? I don't know. I guess, like, what's funny is that I guess like, I would rather have, like, a little bit more information on stuff. As I guess I know a lot about this more than I thought. Because, like, well, for example, the jazz thing, I didn't know that. Like, that was that was a cool subject, right? Um, with the guy with the, the, the meteorites. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, and the Antarctica one also, I didn't know about that. But at the same time, it was, I mean... It made sense once they talked about it, um, but uh, like the other stuff, I already kind of knew a lot of the things. Um, I had already like because I, I I like the subject matter a lot, um, and I so I already knew. So I kind of thought we were going to get more than what we were given, but so we're just giving like quick synopsis of things, kind of like we were talking about earlier. So that's why it was just like, oh, I already kind of know a lot of this stuff. Um, so it's just like that's why I was like, I didn't really. Like it's not that I didn't care for it. I was just like, well, I already know this, mm-hmm. so like I didn't, I didn't need to like. Well, thanks for telling me. I guess like again in video form. Not, I mean, it's audio form because I'm still listening to it. Also, but, I mean, better than pod form. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I listen to it po- podcasts wow. and stuff. So, wow. yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I guess I just know what already. I mean, I liked what I saw. Don't get me wrong, but I just, yeah, I just. You know, yeah, um, I mean, one thing to know. I think I, I, I would love to also seen it the way they showed it too. Yeah, no, and I and I get that he's got like he also this exclusiveness the thing going on, and like that's that's cool for sure. But um, at the same time, like I uh, I felt like we got like even he was like you're limited to the exclusiveness of what you're getting, <laughs> and I was like, well, that makes sense, you know, uh, especially yeah. when he was like that uh, well, Vatican or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, was it the Vatican? Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. I, actually, I love that guy, like the religious guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a... that. That guy's like perfect. Like, yeah, science, but like God, and I'm like this guy, kind of like okay, he I, I, he gets it. I think he gets it. No, he totally gets it. He's the kind of guy I would totally. I mean, I can just... look. He's not like one of those like look he's what me. Jesus did, people. Yeah. But he's like yeah. no, Jesus and science can go into one thing. You know, <laughs> Jesus can learn chemistry. 
Um, <laughs> Jesus is chemistry. The Hawaiian thing too, uh, with the giant uh, telescope thing. Oh, the, the space the force type the... of thing. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah, all all cool stuff that all these humans are doing together, kind of thing, and that's really the kind of the little thing he does. Also, the combining, uniting the world in this kind of general purpose questions and cause that maybe they know each other. Most likely they don't, and again, most likely none of us are ever going to be in those labs. But we got to be there, and I, to, I just feel like it. Yeah. Um, you know, that was me. I, I want to know, like, how do you get that fucking job? Like, oh, yeah, we just sit in this room and we chill. We look for fucking meteors. Yeah, like that one guy who was like, yeah, everything comes from me. Yeah. Everything comes from me. I'm the one first to uh, analyze everything for the Defense Force thing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, and then I'm the, and I'm the one who sounds the alarms. I'm like, bro, fuck that job. Like, I mean, Should I get it. for you? Is that what you're saying? No, it's it's not nerve wracking, but it's just like, could you imagine if like I'm sick today and I don't want to look at things and then you miss something? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're the only guy looking at it, that's well, you, like you could be sick and look at stuff. And I guess you could, but what I'm saying is, like, what I'm like, oh, I didn't look at it, and it's like of dire importance. I mean, what he can't do is take a vacation <laughs> uh, uh, from it. It looks like no, 100. percent It's 365. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the. I think that's the one. He's, in, he's in. You know, he's like out in like Fiji, and he's like, I, I need an internet. I need a satellite uplink. Like, so right, exactly. This, right, right. 100. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's not, I mean, I mean, it sounds like a, it's a fantastically boring job for me, but uh, I'm glad someone's kind of doing it, though. Yeah. And if, you, if it's fascinating for you, then no, and I, I agree, I agree with that. I, I, I knew people, so I didn't know there was an actual like, um, like uh, name to them, right? But I knew there was people obviously doing that job already, right? Like, so I didn't, but I didn't know there was. So actually, now we have a face, right, and a name. Yeah, exactly. Which the guy seemed super awkward to be on film. Uh, the one guy in the, in Hawaii. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did a little bit. The girl looked just kind of like just. You know, I thought sick. he was like a hippie or something for a little. Right. <laughs> it did look a little like that. It's Hawaii though. Yeah, it's yeah. true. He's Hawaiian hippies them. though. Hawaiian hippies. <laughs> Hawaiian hippies. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's part of the that's part of the charm of it though. The, the these are all just like the actual scientists that they are and all the stuff and like kind of in their own habitats, right? But with the camera on, they're all going to be yeah. stiff or weird sometimes. Um, adds to the to the element of it all, um, sure. but yeah, you're right. It is it is overall a very general purpose. It's like it's like uh, Interstellar 101. It isn't a specific, <laughs> right? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I know what you're saying. Subject matter, what I right? Stepping into, yeah, yeah, I agree. But uh, I enjoyed it uh, immensely. Well, not immensely, but very well. Um, so yeah, uh, fan here. Um, but uh, overall, though, I think I think that's all I have for it. I mean, I love how Werner Herzog is always self aware of his own Werner Herzogness. And I'll never get sick of it. I mean, he was in a Rick and Morty episode where he plays his own version, but he's talking about dicks. Like, he knows who he is. Right. <laughs> like, he knows what his voice is to a lot of people. Like, he uses that pretty well. Um, but, yeah. Um, anything else, guys, on the movie? Uh, no, I don't think we have it. All right. Luke? Mm, really big shoe. Really big shoe. No, I got nothing. How many of these movies have you guys have seen, by any chance? Uh, I've much. definitely missed more than half, probably. But I've I've definitely missed more than eighty percent, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably ninety percent. The last movie before this I saw of his was Lo and Behold: Reveries of the Connected World. Before that, oh man, Into the Abyss, and then Cave of Forgotten Dreams, two thousand ten. Bad Lieutenant. Has anyone seen Bad Lieutenant? Yeah, called New Orleans. Yes. <laughs> 
And of course, he's in the Mandalorian. He plays in. He's in the first season of the Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. Of course, Goosey Man. Um, Invincible. I remember I saw that. I think I saw it with you, Ralph. But I don't think you remember it. Uh, I remember it actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was his movie, which I didn't know at the time, by the way. I didn't know either, and uh, thinking back to it, it makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, uh, pretty, yeah. pretty like different direct. He does a lot of different things for sure. He's very kind of very serious, but also nowadays a little more lighter now. Anyway, so that's our review of uh, Fireball. Um, what is it? Visitors from Darker Worlds. See, yeah, yeah, I, see? I got that. not I got that easy. That. I got that. <laughs> Whoa, but also, it's not my fucking show, is it? It, it is, is your show, show though. Have... No, no, uh, it's you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, we're right. gonna take a break here. When we come back, we'll review our last movie of the evening, which is part of our marathon. What is the name of that movie? Green Street Hooligans. Is it the Green Street Hooligans or just, no, gr- just take Green out Street the Hooligans? Clean, clean it that way. Okay. All right. So check it out and stay with us. Look, mate, I'm not being funny, but the last thing I want to do is take you to the match with me. So here's how it works give me off the money. I'll go to football, and you can have a wander around where Churchill took with Tom, or whatever it is that you Yanks do in Jolly Old. A Tom? A Tom. A Tom tit, shit. It's Roman slang. Like, bees and honey for money. Oh, I could say it to you. Give me the fucking bees. I made a promise to Steve. Well, Steve ain't here, is he, mate? I am. And to be honest, you're pissing in the wind if you think I'm taking you with me. I'm not giving you the money. You ain't really got a fucking choice, mate. And you're starting to get on my tits. Give me half the money. Cops! <laughs> well, how fucking stupid do you feel now? Come on, then. Dance for me, Yankee. <laughs> Serves you right for fighting like a bleeding tar. But try that again. And I will kick the shit out of you. Yeah, the tom out of me, I get it. Get up, come on. So, I'm guessing not much of a fighter. A fighter? That's probably the first fight I ever had. You call that a fight? Fuck it. I will take you with me. You might learn something. About soccer? No, mate. Not about soccer. And for fuck's sake, stop saying soccer. A wrongfully expelled Harvard undergrad moves to London, where he is introduced to the violent underworld of football hooliganism. 2005's Green Street Hooligans. <laughs> Hooligan- hooliganism, I know. It's <laughs> a great word. Uh, Tomfoolery and hooliganism. <laughs> right, right. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, oh, uh, directed fuck. by Lexi Alexander, who only did like a handful of movies and a bunch of TV show episodes. Hmm. She did that Punisher Warzone flick, though. I, I like that one. Good, I think. Uh, I have fun with that movie. Oh, okay. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, starring the one and only Frodo Baggins himself, Elijah Wood. Hmm. And that other guy uh, from that other show, Charlie Hunnam or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, guess oh, okay, was, yeah. I, I guess he was in this one. I never cared for him, so... You never cared for him in his movie, or you never cared for him? I didn't even know who he was. Well, when the movie came out. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. No, yeah, totally. I mean, had Lord of the Rings come out? Yeah, right? Oh, no. Yeah, Yeah, Lord of the Rings came out in, like, 2001. Okay. 
just time is very weird when it comes to anything over five years. It's all in the same bracket of time for me. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, you're old Oscar, so that's it's okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's funny because uh, uh, Charlie Hunter is probably more famous today than Elijah Wood. One hundred percent. Oh well, yeah, yeah. You gotta well, look. At Elijah the, Wood's you, got that Lord of the Rings money now, so. Well, you gotta look at the the just the acting stuff. I mean, he was starting when Elijah Wood was already like in it. You know. Oh, he's so, also like, a child Elijah, actor too. I don't know what Charlie Hunnam is. I guess. No, uh, no, Charlie Hunnam is not really that much of a child actor. He's done stuff since '96. TV stuff really is bullshit. Yeah, such holiday, but not famous, I guess. But not famous. He, right. the, the movie he right before was that was Cold Mountain, and then in between was Green Street Hooligans. Yeah, that, that was a big child, one. Children of Men. Um, Wait, he was in Children of Men. Yes, he is. Yeah. yeah. Oh my and then, god! And then <laughs> that's his, another movie. And then his next big, he plays big the movie is release. Pacific Rim. Yeah, and that's the um, movie that probably that and the, and that show Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Right? Yeah, yeah, I've never huge. seen Sons of Anarchy. And then meanwhile, so. Elijah Wood. This movie comes out and the, the trilogy's already gone. Like we already saw the trilogy. Yeah, after that, we, with his fuck you money, he's like, I'm just gonna do projects that I want. And we, right, I'll do whatever doing, I like, want. Funny. By the way, horror movie. Let's talk about the uh, tr- the trailers and the DVD of the Green Sea Hooligans that I saw. Oh, I didn't uh, see the DVD. Okay, so I did right. Um, and the trailer was for Everything Is Illuminated. Oh, nice. Uh, That's Elijah another. Wood. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, which is a interesting trailer, but dude, they felt Seeing so like, bitch. dated. Yeah, C and I bitch. Yeah, it, the trailer felt so dated. I was like, oof, this is rough. It's funny how like, that movie is in our brains a lot more than almost everyone else on the planet. Probably no one remembers that movie. No, nobody. Actually, I forgot the name of the movie, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this movie, <laughs> and right away I was like, C and I. Bitch. I mean, that was uh, I based our last show's title, our last podcast title, based on that title of that movie. Anyway, continue, Bob. Sorry. Yeah. The so the the trailer. No, it was just the, there was another trailer before that. I forgot what it was, but it was just like it felt like that like '90s grasp on early 2000s stuff, you know? Um, of like, it was just like it was very schlocky. There's a narrator talking about like giving you the description of the movie, like in the background. Like, why? Like, what's going on? Like, why can't, I, why can't I just get a trailer of this movie? Why do you have to tell me what's going on? I see what's going on. Like, yeah. I'm right. uh, just li- little things like that. It really like, means we're all getting rough. old. Um, it really does. But at the same time, I mean, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's whatever. Exactly. I mean, the trailers before, the 70 trailers were way different. <laughs> different like, in so many In a world. No, no, no. No, no. That was 90s. But, like, I'm saying um, the trailers before that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, oh, right, this is Luke's game. Sorry, go ahead, Luke. Movie, <laughs> movie, yes. Um, so yeah. Um, I, well, I mean, you have to answer the question. I think we should start with that, right? Or which question? Saving that. Like, do you still like what? the why'd, like? Why did you? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. This is the marathon, right? Okay, so oh, yeah, so this is part of the marathon, and it's three movies that I liked in you know that time span when I started actually watching more movies, mm-hmm. and two movies that I don't want, didn't like so far. Mm-hmm. So I, obviously it was this one on my I really like list. So you loved it back I, then? Yes, I I watched it a shit ton of times. Okay. And what's the consensus today? Today I think it still holds up. I think I think I still like it for what it was back then today. It's not a very deep movie or anything like that. And I don't think it tries to be it. maybe a little but not. But what no. did you guys think of this one? Oh. I thought that was a fragment. Yeah, I thought, I, <laughs> I thought, thought you were going to say more. <laughs> no, I think that it's for what it is. It's a good movie. Yeah, I yeah. think. 
So, Oscar, what about what did you think? <laughs> okay, I was waiting for something. Uh, yes, let's see. I uh, I do not remember watching this movie. I remember snippets. Like, I remember the brother, right? Things like that, like married to the sister of Elijah Wood or whatever. Like, I remember little things like that. Like, I forgot I forget a lot of the details, though. I know that they mentioned that don't call it soccer, call it football, that kind of thing. I knew it was about well, gangs. That's just common sense, you know. Yeah, I, just, I knew about, it was about gangs, and I know they don't like being called gangs. But, like, a um, firm. the details is uh, it's definitely, like, definitely were, were out of my head, right? So, watching it uh, the other day, I was um, struck by how many, like, um, first of all, I was struck by how many similarities in the, in the language that I found or it reminded me of the movie Snatch. Um, yep. Obviously, different, I mean, I would say they're more adult. Snatch is more of an adult version of this movie um, and, and their insanity and whatever. You like Dags? I like yes, yes, all that stuff. Um, and they don't say the same exact words, but they're like, they're basically made up slang. Like, it feels so alien to me. Like, yeah. the shit that they say. Like, I, I needed those subtitles. But they're speaking English, man. I needed those subtitles. And, uh, and I didn't have any. So, um, and it's fine. Not a big deal. But I, I understood the context is there. But man, it's amazing how across the pond, we could just make up whatever the fuck we want in the same language. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I know to them, we're part of the one. I mean, we're, the, I mean, they're the original language guys, but you know, we're making shit up for them. But sure. anyway, well, it was struck me too, as, as to all those movies that I kind of grew up with, Guy Ritchie stuff specifically that, uh, and this movie kind of helped with that. It, it must have been like a companion piece at the time for me watching this movie amidst uh, the Guy Pierce uh, era of movie making. Um, so yeah, for that, I, I really enjoyed it in a nostalgic way. However, like uh, overall, I would call this movie, it's, it's okay. It's definitely an okay movie. I definitely don't think I got the same energy uh, the excitement of it all, um, as I did back then. Uh, I don't remember exactly if I could match that energy with a, I mean, I could match it with a different kind of movie for sure today, but this kind of movie definitely does not do it for me anymore, if it ever did. And, um, yeah, like, like, like Luke said, like, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as deep, and I do think it was trying to be, but it had like a moment or two, but uh, I, yeah, and it's like it almost, it almost. This is where I think it's trying not to be like politically, or it's not trying to take a stand on some big issue. It's not trying to do that, but it almost wants to try to do that. Um, maybe we can talk about those kind of scenes. Uh, but yeah, it was just an, an interesting thing. You're basically Elijah Wood's character. You are traveling to another land, uncovering like uh, me right cultures. now. No, no, like. We're Elijah, oh, oh. like we are the audience, Elijah Woods oh, okay, character, yeah. learning about this uh, entirely foreign uh, cultural aspect, right, of the world, in a little corner, right. right? And this is their problems and their strifes, and it kind of makes you kind of see how bo- pointless the the violence is, being pointless of how bad and dramatic it gets, but also how interesting it is, you know, when it's so different. So I like that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I overall like that. Right on. Rob. Ralph, what did you think of this fantastic flick? Whoa. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know how fantastic. Uh, I remember most of the movie watching it as I was watching it. Um, I didn't. I forgot that what's her name is in it. Uh, Claire Forlani. Uh, Shannon. So the sister. Yeah, she's in and, um, uh, Meet Joe Black, right? I think so. I think that's her. But uh, my boy Jeff, or Geoff, or Guff. It's Jeff. Bell. I know it's Jeff. Um, 
Jeff Bell. I just keep, I just keep spelling. I'm saying it in the worst possible ways I can. Uh, I feel like he's in every big British movie that I watch. <laughs> like, I, I mean, he's in uh, Kingsman. He's in uh, what's it called, uh, Rock and Roller. I mean, I know it's not the big ones, but like, I feel like I see him in so many random little shit um, that has to do with like England. Um, well, at the same time, he's from there, right? Makes sense. I know he's from there, but I mean, I've, you know, it's like one of those. Uh, you always feel like you see that one guy who has to play uh, like the minority role. He's you know from uh, his Dark Materials. Okay. Yeah, I know him now. Have you been watching his Dark Materials? Really? Uh, I watched like half of it when I was up in Alaska. <laughs> I was just like, really? I came I'm so home. surprised. I would never imagine Luke watching that show. Which I oh, loved. dude, I thought I was. Yeah, it was great. It's great. Yeah, I can't wait. To I just never it. got a chance to finish it because. Wait, you guys finished it? Everybody here? Oh, no. no, I've seen it season one. Right, right. Season two oh, wait, there's started. a season? Oh, it did? Oh, yeah, okay. they're, they're on the second week this week, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got to catch up. Yeah, I know. We, you should come over and watch it. I know you won't. Oh, I'm, I'm catching up on, like, fucking Attack on Titan right now, so. I mean, well, not right now. Anyway, continue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Before we digress even further. Are you guys still there? Yeah, we're here. Are you guys done talking? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So, anyways, yes. um, yeah, sorry, that was just a good moment to say that. Um, so, yeah, but besides that, uh, some of the acting is a little subpar, to say the least. Um, but for the most part, I mean, the movie I remembered. It, I, how do I feel? It, yeah, it doesn't make me feel as, I guess, as like mm, into it maybe as I really thought when it came out then. And how my mentality was then in 2005, mm-hmm. which was like forever ago, uh, 15 years. But um, then I'm trying to think what else in that movie that really made me. I remember it was like one of those first uh, sp- like sport movies that, that I was watching that didn't have to do with the United States. If you know what I'm saying. Or, or sports, mm-hmm. really. Or sports. This movie has very yeah, little to do with actual sport of it. Yes yeah. and no, right? But well, the like, sport it, of every, boxing. It has, it has everything to do with the sport, but at the same time, like it's like its own genre in the sport. You know what I'm saying? It's like really weird. Um, I don't know. That's actually one of my negatives on this movie. No, it has everything to do with the sport, right? Yeah, not to me. Yeah, it does. <laughs> not to you. No way. That's what but, I'm saying. That's how I, I didn't see it that way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah it's because you don't like football, so it's okay. Um, soccer. <laughs> right. The guy from Europe is the one who says soccer. Yeah. Anyways, right. what the um, fuck? Well, whatever. I digress. Um, but overall, the movie is okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not fantastic or whatever Luke said, amazing. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's good. It's good. It's a good movie. I still have fun watching it. I just, Elijah Wood looks so young. And Charlie Hunnam, I didn't even recognize him in the picture, in the actual, like, the actual picture of the, like, the main Oh poster? yeah, the poster. Yeah, it doesn't even look like him Dude. until like you zoom in. You're like, Jesus. Okay, that's him. Have you seen Charlie Hunnam in Undeclared? Jesus, unrecognizable. Uh, no. Yeah. So yeah, I have not seen that movie, Undeclared. It's a TV show. That was even worse. That's how much I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's uh, after Freaks and Geeks got canceled, he went up to make uh, Undeclared. Who's he? Judd Apatow, I think. Ah, oh yeah, okay. I it was I saw some freaks and geeks, and I didn't think it was that good. Oh, uh, go I, fuck yourself! Then. I mean, I think I had to be there clearly because I saw it like what three years ago. So yeah, you can't watch something like that. I, I don't know. Well, well, you know, some some stuff does you know fucking transcend time, but this one didn't. Some <laughs> does, but yes. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Care. 
that show transcends everything. That's fucking fantastic. Sounds like you're nostalgic for it. I get it. Right. <laughs> I I actually didn't watch it back when it came out. I started watching it after. Then your mentality. Yeah. Fuck yourself. Okay. When's after? I'm just curious. I think the first time I really watched the whole show from beginning to start was maybe like in the last three years, actually. Hmm. Okay. That's great. Alrighty then. I'm glad. What? Well, yeah, nothing wrong with being a fan of it. I'm just saying it didn't work for me. Anyway, um, what was the last thing we said? You were asking something? Undeclared, right? A uh, spinoff? Spinoff show? Is that what you're saying? No, it wasn't a spinoff. It was. Oh, just the next one he did. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Well, the first one took place in high school. This was like a college one. Uh, okay. I guess that's moving forward in some way. Um, let's see. Uh, so, okay. My, my main issue, and I'll mention this thing. I'll just talk about the football thing uh, about it now. Um, why? Why are you antagonizing <laughs> the nature of this movie? <laughs> um, the, the thing, okay. So they have the one scene. Uh, I mean, I know they have people watching football games, like in bars or in their homes or whatever, but like not much of that really, but there is some of that. And they actually go to a game that, that they, I mean, I'm not saying they don't care about it. I'm not saying they don't care. I'm just saying the movie doesn't seem to care about football. And, um, and there's that one scene where he is coaching these kids, right? When they when he's you know, showing um, Elijah Wood like the ropes of you know being uh, you know in England or whatever. And um, yeah, there's that stuff. It didn't. It just felt like it felt like it was there for the bonding of the Elijah Wood's character to this world, not to highlight any sort of love for the for the sport. And I think any excuse these. Uh, what do they call them? Not, uh, firms. Any excuse for these firms to duke it out against each other is more than welcome. It doesn't matter what. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be football. It just happens to be football. And the oh. movie didn't give me any distinction as to the, I don't know, the origins of it all. Like, it doesn't, I mean, he. I know he tries, I know Charlie Hunnam tries to explain it that one time and one scene. Um, you know, because, again, he's showing this guy the ropes. And it just did not do enough for me. It did not explain anything for me about like. There's no touch of history for it. There is. There is some of that. There is some some of that with the brother for sure, but uh, not the major. enough. Not enough to. Yeah, the major, right? Um, but not enough to, for me to be convinced of this. Um, I don't know of their existence. These firms. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. And I don't think they. The movie cares to. Either they don't. Either the movie doesn't get it either, or or it doesn't care to uh, show it. And I don't think it did a good job. If that's what it was trying to do to me. Um, the drama of all these firms and stuff, though, yeah, that's definitely the whole lot of the movie is all that. But, um, and I got that, and that was that was okay. But uh, that's why the football then didn't really click home for me. But what what do you guys want to talk about? Like, uh, I want to talk about Luke's thing because it's so personal. Um, about it, like, what attracted you to this movie back in two thousand five? Um, I don't know. It's a it was, so, so 2005 was like uh, what I was a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Ralph were oh, juniors in high school. Fuck you. Um, we were even in high school. Yeah. Calling us old. Anyways, good to see you. No, I wasn't. I wasn't Oscar, Oscar was the first class who ever graduated high school. <laughs> He's so mm-hmm. no, it was one of those things that's like it showed you that whole like life lesson like you know uh you know sometimes you have to go out into the world and do like experience things instead of just you know like trying to learn things from like a book or whatever there's a whole you know a lot of things out there that you're not going to learn in that aspect you know with him being you know uh studying you know journalism in harvard and shit 
I actually forgot that whole aspect of the movie. Oh yeah, I, I forgot that too. The harbor thing, the whole thing with yeah. uh, with the um, cocaine or whatever. I, I knew he. Yeah. I know he had to like he went to I, London for some reason, but I forgot that. Oh, I know it's some pussy ass reason. I just didn't know what it was either. Yeah, I forgot what it was too. How he got to London, but I really like that ending know. though because I forgot about that ending. I forgot about that ending too. Yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah, I'm like, okay, it. that's pretty good. And I can see why Elijah Wood decided to do horror movies. After. <laughs> he can look the part. He can look like a... I mean, he's just a little guy. He's a little skinny right. guy. When did he do uh, Sin City? That after that. Uh, after sure, after I, don't know. I don't know. Maybe not after, actually. Maybe it was right before or during that time. But uh, I think, uh, like I said, like Maniac, for example, uh, or Manic? Manic. Whatever. Uh, I don't know. Just He can do... He's, he's a Maniac. weird dude. He's a weird dude. Um... So it was right after. It was uh same year actually. Hmm. Oh, same year. Okay, okay. I knew it was around oh. there. So you know, probably you know, Luke back in two thousand five thought that was like a good message. Okay. Um. Now I'm. Um, you know, I don't know. No, I'm not gonna preface that with that. How about this? Um, did the whole like male bravado, you know, fight stuff appeal to you t- in two thousand five, Luke? Uh, doubt it. Doubt it. So you, yeah. so like a movie like this, combined like I see I see a connection between this movie and Boondock Saints, Boondock Saints and Fight Club for very similar. I mean, they're completely different movies, right? But like, like also toxic not masculinity, right? No, 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 not toxic masculinity. Although you could argue that here, I'm not talking about that. I'm not going to input my marathon into your marathon. What I'm saying is that um, is that they feel similarly like you know this whole macho stuff going on in the movie, like the the drama between who's right and who's wrong in a conversation that can lead to one way only to find out who, right by fighting it out. And like, I feel like there's a lot of that in all these three movies and they all come out and they didn't come out at the same year, but roughly within the five years of each other. Right. And these three movies, and they kind of feel similarly. And, and this is the lighter one, green street hooligans compared to the other two, especially <laughs> boondock scenes, which is like so much shooting, but like, um, but it's, it's similar. And this whole, like, you know, stick together kind of thing. The whole uh, belonging, right? In the in the face of uh, all these, again, needless violence, probably going on between these gangs. And um, I can see a younger, I mean, a younger me loved Fight Club, unironically, not understanding what the movie was about. Unironically, I liked that movie because of the the bullshit it was spouting at the time. I didn't know any better, but it was <laughs> bullshit spouting at the time, and I. I didn't buy it. Like I didn't go out and fucking started like reading Marxist and shit. But like, I bought it in the, in that theater. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and I really enjoyed all the fight scenes. And I thought it was pretty badass. I'm like, I can never do that. And then I see the priest in that movie, movie who would never have a guy. You know, a scene later being in Fight Club himself. Like like I got all that. You know. And I feel like this movie kind of falls in that same way. And I could see a younger, arguably more naive person version of myself totally liking it for those reasons alone. Um, and in fact, probably cry out that there isn't enough fight scenes in Green Street Hooligans as I want it to be. Um, I'm just curious if uh, any of that was in you in 2005. Um, I don't know, man. That was a whole different time. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, I'm a nonviolent person. Because so. I would argue, and not to be like whatever, but uh, or a or immoral about it. But you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a guy movie, right? Would we say I, that? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not like stupid for me to say that. Um, so, like, you know, that's why I'm asking, just to see if it's there. Um, 
But I don't know. This is like a weird marathon to cover because it's not like Jack Nicholson would be just, just focus on one thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. Right. Right. So, right. What else do you want to say in regard? Like, how about the differences? Like, what's the anything surprising that you did not maybe expect to come out of this rewatch? Um, the whole thing is just like it's uh, a lot of these things I think could have been solved through like di- you know dialogue. But instead, it's all, you know, they don't think it that way. They just think of, I'm just going to pummel this guy. And he's going to, you know, see my point or whatever. Yeah. You ever wonder that uh, it's a little weird that you're watching um, a story based on a book? Uh, you know that, you know, he's saying he's in this. Okay, so I find this. For those who haven't seen this movie and are listening to us. um these firms hate well they hate yankees which is americans but they also hate more than that they hate journalists yeah which um, I, i don't know why they even said that they don't even explain it really I mean, it, there was like a very brief moment about they talk about like how like the you know journalism and whatnot but they just just hate them it's almost like a different class of species um like that's how much they hate them and uh and unfortunately Elijah woods character is an, a yankee journalist or journal mm-hmm. they call him um And he has to hide that. Obviously, it's going to come out. Obviously, the doy. This is so easy. But like, but um, it's, it's isn't it? I don't know. It feels a little strange watching a, a movie where he's befriending people that hate what he is based on the book that he wrote later on. After all these, like, yeah. he's a journalist. <laughs> he writes about this book. That's how we know the story. <laughs> it was it weird when he asked him about like. You know, we, we said the American Revolution. He's like, oh, yeah, about the colonial fight for independence or what? I'm like, like, what? What is he talking about? I'm like, oh, yeah, the American Revolution. Yes. Yes. Oh. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was a little, a little weird. Because um, like, he's like, oh, no, it's just call it a diary. There? It's a diary. I, I'm not going to write about you guys. He totally writes about them. For a diary, it's a pretty fucking uh, very detailed diary. It, yeah, it's, it reads like an essay or something. It does not read like a diary. But um, Guys, it's a journal. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Journal. The difference between them why, is, wouldn't like, you, why wouldn't you write in like practice? To, you're oh, no, no. I'm, obviously, I, I, know, I, think I believe why him at the you, time. Uh, it just feels weird. Password protector shit, you know? Uh, they had passwords back then. <laughs> Ralph, what do you think about the size of that fucking laptop? Oof. Yo, that thing could kill somebody. <laughs> right? Bring the that to a fucking like you drop the size that of the laptop. You drop that oh, that yeah. laptop. A, nothing happens to it. B, whatever it hits is clearly breaking or cracking. Like <laughs> if it if hits your toe, if, if it hits your toe, yeah, it's gonna chip the cement 100. <laughs> if it hits, if it hits your toe, it's breaking it or cutting it in half. Something. It's like the old goodbye toenail. <laughs> Right, right. Phones that we could drop endlessly, right. it'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. We never had cracked screen problems. I'll tell you that right now. We all didn't have screens. We just had buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you did. My phone always had a screen. That up, um, old man. Old man. You had landlines at your house too. You're such an idiot. Um, did you have to call the switchboard operator to patch you through? How this marathon is gonna go? Every time we go, yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah, we just we did. Yes, we did. Um. <laughs> This marathon is just an excuse to just talk about how old we are. This is what New York, please. <laughs> this is what this is. Um, uh, like I said, I got this is kind of new territory for me as far as this kind of marathon goes. Anything you want to discuss, Luke, or you want to ask yourself or ask us regarding this polar difference between your start of watching uh, cinema or paying attention to cinema seriously and uh, the Luke today? Anything you want to discuss in that or with us? 
Because we all I mean, have that gap. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, as cheese balls as this movie sometimes gets, I still really like the whole, you know, kind of the message of, you know, uh, fuck, it was like the quote at the end where it's like, you know, uh, knowing when to stop, that kind of thing. And they kind of, you know, all had uh, Charlie uh, Hunnam's character, you know, get beaten to fucking death. Spoiler, you know, 15 year old movie, but. <laughs> <laughs> no one's arguing. <laughs> um what do you guys think of that decision the decision of i mean that was very heroic the only heroic scene in the entire movie which is a good build-up to it him like uh, egging the guy on oh yeah yeah. right to save uh, his um brother's wife and kid Mm -hmm. pretty cool i mean that's a moment it's a moment for sure i don't know if it's it, it's pretty cool in the way, like the fact that he did it uh, knowing, thought, knowingly, right? That it was going to be the outcome was probably going to be that, right? Um, I mean, I feel yeah, for a movie like this, though, be. not expecting it. You didn't. You weren't expecting moment? it. No, no you I, sh- I was expecting. Oh, he's going to live. He's going to get ass beat, but that's it. Oh, no. it's not that. Oh no, no. Oh, okay. oh, I saw his fucking eyes. Like that guy was going to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also kind of funny, kind of, kind of. I mean, this is more of a writing problem, I guess. Maybe I don't know. They didn't convince me very well. Like, was this guy? Was this guy looking for the major and his wife this whole time? How they don't seem to be hiding that well. They're not in protective custody. They just moved someone. Yeah, they didn't that, tell anyone. That's, that's it. That's, that's for all sure. It took. Like a big, a big that's fault in the movie. But I, I think it's more like. Uh, I think it's more like he's they. He almost let him go because he's retired. You know, like he like. I'm not going to go after this guy yeah. as long as he um, never steps foot doing too, anything but again. It's not in the but, movie, though. But it's not in the movie, right? It's like implied that the 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 brother did that on his own, and he retired on his own. He even says it. Like, I never, you know, went to a football match ever after that. Right, right. But they never actually say that the guy's never going to go after him because of that. It's more like just implied, well, like, let him be his life since he already stepped away from it, right? Hmm. Um, and I guess it's also has been like a 10-year lull period of like them ever meeting again besides the fact that they live in the same town um, um i would say it's an honor system that's what i thought it was yeah like, it was more like you only that. fight at the match well they don't though they don't though yeah it's you only they fight, fight at subways, the match. They fight. They, right they fight it like territories. after a match or something right right it's before and after matches and during right exactly once the first match I, hits the whole life is after a match but, you know what I'm saying? but, the, but the, the, also the other thing is like i think it's also the he, like, if he wanted to kill him, he could have killed him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's if it was that much of a thing, if it was that much like hate towards him, and I think it was the fact that it was just like once he stepped back into the bar, they thought he was back in it. You know? Yeah, but I mean, it was personal for like I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I I'm agree with you, Oscar. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to explain it to to Luke here. Crack. <laughs> wow, wow. They're both Polish. That's funny. Um. All right. All right. All right. Um, I just want to mention that because uh, we, you know, still kind of talking about the movie. But you were saying something, Luke. I'm sorry earlier. Um, if you remember, I don't. Okay. Not one fucking bit. Well, um, I cannot think of anything else personally. I mean, there's a bunch of little things we could talk about, of course, if you want to. Um, all I know is that I would never go to that town. <laughs> okay. London? No, to that uh, area in that kind of circumstance. I, I wouldn't want to meet anyone in this movie, is my point. I would never want Like, I don't care. I don't care, and they seem way too loud for me. 
Nowadays. 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 Yes. No, I'll fully admit, I'm fine with being old. I'm fine with it. Um, or at least older. I'm definitely more uh, with the brother on the, some of the stuff. Like, it just leaves the, yes, get the fuck out of here. Come on. I'm not in charge of this anymore. I'm definitely right. more on his side on that kind of thing. Um, yeah, let's move on kind of thing, you know. Uh, I definitely was on his side way more. I probably, as in 2005, I probably would be more on Charlie Hunnam's side, you know, on a lot of things. Uh, and the way he's, the way, well, not the way he's acting necessarily, but, you know, the way he's kind of going through life kind of thing. I'm not saying badly. I'm just saying, like, with gusto and purpose, and he's trying to do these things. He's trying to, you know, whatever the firm. Is. Well, he wants them to, you know, uh, maintain the glory of being one of the best firms, yeah, right? I can see that in, in his face for sure. Him trying to do that, um, but now I side with the older brother more, of course. Mm, kind of happens that way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, now that's all I got on the movie. Unless you guys want to talk about some other aspect, mm, not that I can think of. Okay. And this is kind of like, hopefully we'll think of uh, maybe a better way to, maybe we should just interview Luke, because right. oh, it's such a personal marathon. <laughs> that we have, I think we should be interviewing you on these movies. Right. We'll try that next time, you know. Yeah, maybe we'll try that. <laughs> yeah. So we have someone in the studio for today, a very special friend of us, uh, Lucas <laughs> something. I'm not going to say your last name. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll call it quits there uh, for the this marathon. Um uh, we, did we give it a name? I gave it a name, Revisiting Tastes, but I don't know. If you want to come up with your own name, please tell me. I can put it on the website. Anyway, uh, that is it for uh, this um, review of Green Street Hooligans, and that is it for our show, actually. So you have been listening this whole time to another yes. movie podcast, the whole time. And uh, don't forget to check out the beginnings of this marathon and the next one we're going to be talking about in a minute regarding what the next moves are going to be um, over at our website, otherpodcast.com. And uh, check us out there for uh, updates as we go along on this on this new venture. And um, tell us what you think on these reviews and future reviews uh, by emailing us, podmoviecast at gmail.com. Um, now, I'm going to give our own little things here before we say what we're going to do next time. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Letterboxd at Armin Filmmaker, which is Filmmaker with A-R-M-E-N. Uh, Luke? At Slothmaster Luke. And Ralph. <laughs> At uh, Don Rafael on the square between the Rafael. Yeah. Do you want to give your thing again? Yeah. And on uh, twitch.tv at Sudrama. That's right. That's right. Check it out. That's in the show notes nowadays. So yep. check out the show notes, guys. Uh, all right. So, Raf, you are picking the next movies. We come out every other weekend. I forgot to mention that part, but uh, bi-weekly stuff. So next time, Raf, what is your marathon opening and then the two movies? Okay. So my marathon is uh, Motorcycle Diaries. That's the movie we're going to be watching. Hmm. Um, and then uh, the two movies that we're going to be watching is uh, Mink on Netflix and uh, Sound of Metal on Amazon. Those should be available pretty soon. I think Mink's on the 8th. And then I think Sound of Metal just was released today. If not tomorrow, I can't remember, to be honest. And that's a prime show. Prime movie, sorry. Prime movie, yeah, it's an Amazon Prime movie, and the other one's a Netflix. Got it. Movie. Got it. And uh, just real quick, what's your uh, marathon going to be about, roughly? Uh, my stuff is um, movies that I missed out from '95 to 2005. Got it. Um, so basically, like until I reach, I guess, out of college or out of high school, hmm. around there. Mm-hmm. 
basically when I started liking movies, but I've seen everything, just about everything from like 95 to 05. I really did watch a lot of movies. I mean, everything in the top, whatever, Bill Billings, and like mm-hmm. just scrolling through movies, I'm pretty sure I saw a good chunk. And probably of a lot of the critic favorites too, not just... Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I think I missed, I'm missing out on very few, um, obviously, which is some of the movies that I picked, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's good. Just so people will know for next time. Mm-hmm. Um, until then, guys, I'm Oscar. And Luke. And Ralph. See you later. Arrivederci! We'll meet again! <laughs> you work at, like, 11 I'm, o'clock. I'm talking about you, Ralph. I want you to, you Don't know. Don't worry about me. I always worry about you. Need hey, you guys didn't read the damn text, so whatever I do. Are you offended? He's worried about you. He's never been worried ever before in his life. So why is he worried all of a sudden now? Oh, so you're suspect about? Did you take a nap today? Dude, sus as fuck. I'm not being sus. Sus. You're being sus. That's how I am when someone compliments me. I'm like, bro, you you can't just all of a sudden make a left turn and then be like, oh. I used to only make right turns, and now I make lefts. Are you saying he's a Republican? Uh, Yes. And I think he voted Democrat this time. I'm just saying, listen. I voted Libertarian, um, and you know this. I don't know. That's going to get you far. That's going to get you real far. I know. (laughs) Throw me. (laughs) Anyways. All right. Let's do this in five, four. You hope you have the synopsis. Three, two. (laughs) I got recorded that. <laughs> I'm gonna put that at the very end of the show. It's not like a dumbass. Dick. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on the show. Five, four, you know, three, two, whatever. Just fucking do it.